God's word is his weapon for revival and transformation of lives for his glory. Prepare your heart as you receive the word of God coming to you from Calvary Way Revival Labors. For inquiries and counsel, you can send an email to calvaryrevivallabors at gmail.com or call 08065607999. God bless you as you listen and obey. Father, we thank you this morning. We give you praise for your love, your kindness, your goodness upon our lives. We magnify your holy name. We exalt you. Thank you for another time to listen to you teach us your word. It's a great privilege for making it possible for us to be seated at your feet this morning. We ask you, O oh God, that you will set loose the fountain of life and let it flow unto every one of us. Teach us your word and teach us your ways that by your spirit we will understand, discern, and apply in our lives for us to be what you have called us to be. Vessels for revival. Thank you for answering. For we have prayed in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. We are moving straight to the teaching. As for us, um, in this retreat, I would like us to please pay great attention. Like I said, we may not follow the traditional way of doing things. We keep on moving. Wherever the Spirit of God impresses it upon us to stop and pray, we will stop and pray, and then we will continue. Amen. Last night, the Lord began to uh, show us that we are His own vessels for revival. And that he expects us to be not just available, but wholly usable in his hands. And um, we rededicated our life knowing that he is the one that has bought us to possess us. To live in us in order to execute his will and counsel through our life on the earth in our own generation. Now... I want us to note a very sharp meaning of revival. Bringing back to life that which is dead. Vessels of revival, therefore, are supposed to be vessels that are distributors of God's life. Whatever they touch comes alive by God's own life because they carry the life. There is a river in Ezekiel 47. The Bible described as the river of life Ezekiel 47 uh, I think that river is referring to what the life of God's people should be Jesus spoke about the water of life the Holy Spirit in John 7 37 is it that on the last day the great day of the feast he cried and said if any one of you test let him come to me and drink out of his belly shall flow rivers of life. Then in Ezekiel 47, look at that scripture. 
Verse 6. And he said unto me, Son of man, hast thou seen this? Then he brought me and caused me to return to the brink of the river. Now when I had returned, behold, at the bank of the river were very many trees on the one side and on the other side. Then said he unto me, These waters issue out towards the east country and go down into the desert and go into the sea, which bring forth which being brought forth into the sea, the waters shall be healed. I would like every one of us that are reading with me to read together verse 9 and pay attention to what you are reading. One to go. And it shall come to pass that everything that liveth, which moveth, whithersoever the river shall come, shall what? Shall live. And there shall be a very great multitude of fish, because these waters shall come thither, for they shall be healed, and everything shall live, whither the river cometh. Whatsoever the river touches, comes to life. No matter how dead or deadened it has become. That is what vessels of revival should be. They are supposed to be distributors of God's life. When they interact with you at home, they will give life. When they interact with you in the place of work, they will give life. When they minister in words, in songs, they release life. Because the life of God is in them. God is in them. And so they give life. Vessels for revival are life distributors. God's own life givers. And that scripture that seems to be our anchor text for this retreat. Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 20 and 21. He said, in a great house, but in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but, of, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. If any man, therefore, purge himself, purifies himself from these some version say, from what is ignoble, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. We try to understand that what distinguished vessels of gold and silver, which are vessels of honor, Vessels that you used to serve the master of the house. You know, when the Bible said great house, it's not just referring to great buildings. It's talking about the number of people in the house, the servants. If you have read about the house of Abraham, you will notice that the house of Abraham is a great house. Eh? The armies that he carried to go and fight with the kings that took took away Lot, 
we are over 400, over 300 men that we are born and trained in his house. And their fathers and their mothers are part of the house. Then their sisters and then the younger ones that we are younger than them. So if you calculate the number of people in that house, it should be over 1,000 persons. It's a great house. So you can imagine that there will be vessels of gold in that house, vessels of silver, vessels of earth, vessels of wood. If Abraham is to drink water, what vessel will he use? No, he can't use the vessel that every other person is. He said, the master, the master, useful for the master, meat, fit for the master's use. The master will use vessels of honor. And that was why he said to us in First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 4, he said that you should know every one of you how to possess your vessel in sanctification and in what? In honor. Because the master uses only sanctified and honorable vessels. And what is the factor of honor in this matter? The purification factor. You can't make, make a golden cup, a silver cup, without passing it through purification process. But you can, you can make a wooden cup. You can make all you do, just need to do is to chisel it. And then, eating cup, some pepper it, make it smooth. Because there's no way you can purify wood. There's no way you can purify. So, they, they are just there, full of impurity. You package it like that. But the man that we serve is impurity conscious. He cannot use any vessel with any element of impurity. Even if it is the smallest unit. And so that is why the purification of God's vessels that will be used for revival is the greatest matter. And that is the matter that the Lord wants to deal with in this retreat. Throughout from this point till the end of this retreat, we will be, we will be looking at how to get purified from this King James called it this. So what are these? If you remember when we read 2 Corinthians chapter 6, 14 to 18, he said, don't be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For God said, you are my temple. I will live in you. Then chapter 7 verse 1, he said, therefore, brethren, having therefore these promises, let us cleanse ourselves from all the filthiness of of the flesh and of the spirit. Perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Look at God. God is digital. What is digital and analog? In digital system, you have zero and one. It is either it is zero or one. There is nothing in between. And when the Bible says, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness, all. If I were you, I will underline all and maybe put it in invited comma, open and close. And if it's possible, if it's not in capital letter in my own Bible, I will make it capital. Because that is God for you. Oh, 
I was purified 99%. No, no, no. You are still zero. If God is in analog system, you would have been rated high. Until you are 100% pure, you are not qualified. Oh, I have tried to keep myself pure from some certain things, but it's just that there is one that is always coming up challenging me. You are not yet there. Not yet qualified for his noble use. No, not yet. All filthiness of the flesh. Okay, now look at it. That is to tell you that the flesh is the producer of filthiness. You know, when you read Galatians chapter 5, from verse 16 down, the apostle was writing to the Galatians, he said, Walk ye in the spirit, and you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. He said, For this, the flesh lost after the spirit, and the spirit after the flesh. He said, These are contrary, so that you will not do the things you would. He said, But if you are led by the spirit, that's verse 18, you are not under the law. Then it came to verse 19, he said, he said, now the works of the flesh are manifest. And when you begin to see the list, it started with sexually immoral sins. From there to sin of envy, anger, wrath, jealousy. He mentioned all kinds of sins. And he didn't stop. He said, and such like, that is to say, the list has not ended. Similar things like this. In case if your own flesh, what is working out was not captured, you should be able to know that if it is similar to this list or to the uh, things in this list, it is still the same flesh. He said, I have warned you before and I want to repeat it again that those who are living such kind of life they are not part of God's kingdom. And if they are not part of God's kingdom, they can be used by God. The, the, the normal problem that we have is to think that maybe if you go through that list, for example, you see that if there are maybe ten things there and nine of them are not in your life, but one is in your life, you feel like, ah, at least I'm trying. No! No. The works of the flesh are man. Flesh is the chief producer. Self is the chief producer of defilement. When Jesus was talking in Mark 7, verse 21, he said, It is not what enters into the stomach that defies a man, but what comes out of the heart. Out of the heart. Out of the man. So, what is producing this defilement things from within self, flesh. And that is why Jesus spoke and said, If any man will come after me, in Luke 9, 23, let him deny himself. If any man... So, you know what he's talking about? It's just like, if any man purifies himself, he shall be. Jesus is saying, if any man denies himself, takes his cross and follow me. He shall be my disciple. It's the same thing. 
Sometimes the Bible says the same thing in different terms. Because how does lying come out of a man? How does anger come out of a man? The works of the flesh are manifest. Sometimes people try to deal with sin individually. They say this lust that I am suffering must go. So he will start fasting. By the time you are finishing with lust, another work of the flesh will come up. Until you take, you know, take hold of the worker. The same worker is the person producing indiscipline, producing laziness, producing carelessness, producing prayerlessness. The same worker is the person that is producing anything called sin. And so when you want to be free from sin, face the producer. A, a man that is good with flour, flour, if you stop him from producing bread and the flour is still available and he needed to eat and take care of his needs and family, what do you think he's going to do? He will switch on to cake. If you shut his cake industry down, what is he going to do? He will turn to bonds. There are so many things he can do with that instrument called floor. A carpenter produces how many things? Chair, table, hanger, cupboard, bed. So by the time you say, you carpenter, why are you always producing chair? You are no longer going to produce chair. He will turn to another product. That's what the flesh is like. I, I don't know whether you are getting me. That is why until self is evacuated, until the flesh experiences a practical death in a man. That man can never be God's own vessel for revival. I didn't say that the man cannot preach. I didn't say that the man cannot sing. I didn't say that the man cannot do one religious thing or the other. But he can be a distributor of God's life. I will tell you why. Everybody try. Turn your Bibles to Romans chapter 8. Let us read maybe verse 1, 2 to 4. And then we will read 5 to 8. Romans chapter 8. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do. In that it was weak through what? The flesh is weak and weakens everything around it. You remember Jesus saying to Peter, the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is what? Even when the law with all its strength comes around the flesh, the flesh will infect the law with its weakness. He said, the law was made weak through the flesh. 
God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. Why did he do that? So that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. For they that are after the flesh they set their minds on the things of the flesh. And they that are after the spirit, they set their mind on the things of the spirit. Then verse 6. For to be carnally minded is what? Is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. To be carnally minded. Who has another version that is not King James? Maybe good news version. I want to hear that verse 6 from Good News Version or Living Bible. Either of the two. Okay, Good News. To be controlled. Sorry, I think you are going to start from verse 5. Yes. Those who live as their human nature. Wait now. Human nature. This is the nature of man. Self is your nature. And this nature is hereditary. You collected it from your father, mother, sometimes grandfather, grandmother. It's a nature. I don't know whether you're following me. It's a nature. Some people are hot-tempered by nature. Now, that you got born again does not handle your hot-temperedness yet. That's why, even as a born-again Christian, speaking in tongues, when sometimes you will go to work, and as you are just arriving, you will notice that your junior in the place of work has changed your table. Carry your table away from where it used to be, and place where his own used to be. And carry his own and place in your place. And he seated down there. If he's a lady, he'll be chewing gum. And as you come and greet him, he will greet you and ask you to sit down. And then in your mind, you'll be wondering what is happening, what is going on here. And then when you now ask a question, what is happening? In Kichu, what is happening? And he said, I just feel that it's not only you that knows how to sit in a good place. This air that is coming through this window, I'm not allergic to it. I need it too. So I have decided to rearrange the table so that I will also enjoy what you used to enjoy. And the person that is talking is your what? Your junior. When that thing is going on, do you know what will be going on inside you? There is a nature in you that will be talking. In fact, for some of you, the nature will ask you to slap her first before the matter will start um, to be discussed. I don't know where you're getting me. You will notice that by the time you come out of that you know, trouble with Nkechi. Eh? 
your mouth will be short to preach the gospel or to be a vessel of revival, to, not just to her, but in the whole office. Is somebody getting me now? So there is something within called self, called flesh, human nature. Sometimes the Bible will call it old man that we never ever allow you to bring forth the life of God consistently as a revival vessel. He said, those who live as their human nature tells them. So, human nature has a voice and he gives instruction as the human nature tells them to. Uh-huh. Go on. Their mind is not free. Their minds are under control. The human nature controls their mind and you know that the principle of a human being states that whatever that controls the minds of a human being controls his life and action. So when the human nature begins to give you instruction on how to handle that, that lady, you see that woman that offended you, don't ever talk to her again. In fact, you know she's going to pass you this morning. Carry your face and put... Have you ever seen somebody on meeting another person... He will start making a call that does not exist. Eh? 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 eh onyeka, eh, what are you telling? There's no call. Let me ask you, who instructed him to do that kind of thing? There is an instruction. The human nature tells him what to do. I have shared this story before, but just to illustrate what I'm talking about. Standing in the line to buy something in Roban's store. And somebody in front of me was making a call and said he is at coal camp in a hold up. No, he didn't say he's in a... Yes, he said he's in a hold up. At coal camp, yes. And then when he finished the call, I now asked him, why will you have to tell this person lie? He said, if I tell her the truth, she will be disturbing me. So make I tell her a lie and be free. Now let me ask you, who instructed him to tell that lie? Thank you. Can you go on now? So there's another personality. Remember the Bible says, you are the temple of who? Which is in you. So, the spirit is in us. If you got born again at the age of 20, the flesh has been in you for 20 years. So, the spirit is like younger or new in you. So, the problem we have with the flesh or self is that we have followed self for too long before the spirit came in. I don't know whether you're getting it now. So, it's difficult for many of us and that is where the problem is. Many people want to break forth in the ministry, whether ministry of singing or ministry of preaching or teaching, but the major thing that is hindering them is this matter. is a blockage in a vessel. It's also a leakage 
in a vessel. If a vessel is leaking, will you be free to keep pouring something inside of the vessel? No, you'll be a foolish person to be pouring something into a leaking vessel. You will stop. If the vessel is blocked, it can't flow. And the blockage, the leakage, is the flesh. And that is why. You see this retreat we came this year. Is focused on how to deal with self. Self must be thoroughly exposed. And be thoroughly dealt with. In the life of every one of us. Apart from those that we say, I don't want. But those of you who came to meet God, God is set to expose the manifestations of self and then give us wisdom on how to permanently and consistently overcome self. It is only at that point that we can stand out as God's vessels for revival. You don't need to struggle. You see, the problem that we have is that we struggle a lot trying to come out, trying to do this. No! The manufacturer of products, the company that manufactured products, is responsible for the adverts. The reason why God has not advertised you, even when you are desiring it, is because something is blocking your vessel. He is he, he has not trusted you. The flesh, if he ever raises you, will collect the glory that is doing him. So he is waiting and he can wait till you die. And then he will start waiting on the person that will be born on that day. You are not getting me at all. Unless because God can never ever reduce his standard. And when we are talking about vessels for revival, thank God I didn't start with pulpit ministry. Everybody must not be a full-time minister. Wherever you are found, from your family life, your family life, your relationship with your wife, your husband, your father, your mother, your brothers and sisters, these things, your roommates, these things, your neighbors, they will be coming up every day. What is temptation? Temptation is... When the flesh in another person wants to provoke the flesh in you, eh? He wants to, you know, I don't know, steer up the flesh in you. To know sometimes, let's know what he's going to do. And that is why, even when we are speaking in tongues, when we are chanting, when we are doing all kinds of religious things, yet we are not free from this monster, an enemy of God, called flesh. Sorry for standing you up too long. Can you finish it up now? Verse 6. Yes. To be controlled by human nature results in death. Do you remember the meaning of the word result? Eh? When uh, students finish their exam, what follows after the exam? 
result. You say when a man is being controlled by the flesh, eh? by the human nature, by self, by the old man, he has a lot of terminologies because you know the thing is very very complex. So sometimes the Bible will use one term to explain an aspect of his character. Eh? When a man is being controlled by self or by flesh or by old man, whatever name you want to use, the result of that man's life is what? Death. And you remember that revival vessels are distributors of death or life? Oh no, are you getting me at all? So tell me how you can be a vessel of revival when the result that is coming out of your life in the morning, in the afternoon, in the night as a result of the fact that you are controlled by the flesh is death, death, death. You can't be a vessel of life. Remember the river. You say wherever the river flows, whatsoever the river touches, that thing comes alive. Is revived. It's it, the life of God comes in, is restored. Yes. To be controlled by the spirit results in what? Life and peace. Now, please tell me, how do we become vessels of revival? How? To be regularly consistently, permanently controlled by it's not about being controlled by the spirit in the morning maybe when you woke up in the morning, as you are doing your morning devotion, you are singing in the spirit you are worshipping, and then by the time you finish singing in the spirit worshipping in the spirit then you get to play your place of work and as you see people writing the time they came to work and you know that this is a lie you will join them to tell a lie you you are in the spirit when you wake up when you are writing that thing where are you you are now in the flesh that is not how vessels of revival will cause revival i say consistently constantly Regularly, permanently controlled by the Spirit. In the morning, controlled by the Spirit. In the afternoon, controlled by the Spirit. In the night, controlled by the Spirit. He said that is what will result in life. You will become a life distributor. As people touches you, they will touch the life of God. Because you don't talk until the Spirit gives you words to speak. You don't just begin to crack joke and begin to jest in the flesh. No! The spirit is in charge of your tongue. The spirit is in charge of your emotions. Is in charge of every part of your life. I think you can also read verse 7, brother. Yes. And so people, please let me ask your neighbor, are you a person? 
When the Bible says people, I hope you know it's referring to human beings like us. Eh? You didn't want to call your name there because maybe you are not there when the Bible is being written. So you use a general language. And so people become what? Enemies of God. Eh? Thank you, sir. And so everyone that is controlled by his human nature becomes what? An enemy. What is an enemy? Eh? I wonder who will choose to be an enemy of God. If the devil starts pursuing you, where do you run to? I don't know whether you're getting me. So, what if God starts pursuing you? You see, when it is the devil that is fighting you, I see you say, you devil, in the name of Jesus, get out! But when it is now God that is fighting you, I hope you know God fights people. Eh? He said, God fights the proud. That word resist is fight. He resists the proud. Proud people. He fights them. Where will you run to? Who, who is going to rescue you? Help me advise your neighbor. Say, neighbor, don't be an enemy of your maker. <laughs> oh, God. He said, and so, that is to say, that is how people become God's enemy. He may be a preacher, but he is an enemy of God. Why and how? Because he is still being controlled by the flesh. It's still the flesh that is directing him, maybe after preaching, to go and put up a film, to go and put up, maybe enter Facebook, or wherever all this social media and he's being trapped by one you know filthiness or the other but he has finished preaching who is that person not a preacher you are the one calling him a preacher God said this is my word no matter the title excuse me title is not a matter here people become God's enemy by one factor when they are controlled by the flesh, when their human nature is the one telling them what to do, first of all, he said, they are dead givers. And woe to you when you sit to listen to a preacher that is a distributor of debt. Eh? You will collect debt and add to the one you have before. Because when, why you came, you came to be revived. And the person that is supposed to be a revival vessel is a debt relief, um, a distributor. People become God's enemy by following what the flesh is telling them. There are some people that they are supposed to be here yesterday. But their flesh told them, don't go too early. Is it you that will start the program? I beg you, today, you will go highest, first thing in the morning. You know, that's how the, the flesh used to talk. Some of you think that Satan is your enemy. Leave Satan out. Oh. The real enemy is the flesh. Satan can never operate, can never manipulate, can never attack or deceive any man. 
if that man is not yielding to the flesh, it's not possible. The inroad of Satan, the access he has in any lives, is as a result of the flesh in control. And so by the time the person woke up this morning, the flesh, maybe one emergency call will come up. You know, many of us has been struggling because of this matter. You take wrong decisions, you do things that the Spirit of God is not leading you to do. And then you see your, yourself dying. I can't forget the story of this sister that ran to my house some years ago and said, Sir, I am dead. <laughs> that is what she meant is that her spiritual life has died. She has lost connection with God. And her story went like this. There is a brother that is always calling her in the morning. He will call her. Have you woke up? Which part of the side did you wake up from? Right side or left side? Have you brushed your teeth? With clothes up or with um or a bee or throughout the day. And you know, many of you sisters, I hear you talking. Many of you like that kind of thing. You like it. And so this sister said, he doesn't know whether this brother wants to marry her or not. But one thing she has noticed is that her spiritual life, her prayer life, everything about her, her and God has died. And I said, you need to come back to life. Cut off that relationship. If you don't know how to cut it, this is how to do it. I told her what to do. She came back another day to my house again, smiling and full of life. You know, life is infectious. I hope you know. Some of you don't understand that if they say that somebody is full of life, when you look at the person is smiling, is beaming, you know. But when there is one news that kills you inside. You just need somebody that will speak speak life to you so that you come up again. Are you getting me? One brother called me from the hospital. He said, we visited the hospital near my wife in the morning and then in the evening he called me and said, please, I need, I need strength now. That was the exact word he used. I need strength. Strength is a product of life. I need strength. I need strength. <laughs> And I prayed with him. And after that prayer, he became strong. Of course, he has been in the hospital for some days. So that morning, the Lord said, the Lord said, you must, that was this sit at home uh, day. So as early as six o'clock, seven o'clock, we are already there. And we went there to stop the death of the baby. Because according to Satan's timetable, that baby must go that day. So God said, go and stop that death. We went and prayed and prayed and prayed, agreed, head hands together. Me and my wife, the man and his wife, holding the baby and insisted because all kinds of manipulation was going on. By the evening, he said, I need strength. He got... So later, I tried to understand what was going on. I discovered that 
That time, the baby collapsed and was maybe going. And so he needed strength. Are you getting me? There, there are, I don't know how to describe this to you, but you need to understand that Christianity is not two. There is no substandard Christianity. If you are as many as are led by the Spirit of God, who are they? Romans 8.14 You are not a tithe of God. You may think you are if you are not led by the Spirit. If it is the flesh or self that is directing what you are doing. I think you you have not finished. And so people become enemy of God when they are controlled by the flesh. Uh For they, they do not obey God's law and in fact, they cannot obey it. What is cannot? He said, they, they do not obey God's law. What is God's law? Eh? Let's start from the Ten Commandments. What is commandment number six? Thou shalt not murder, isn't it? Assuming we are to go by the Ten Commandments. Seven says, thou shalt not commit fornication. And Jesus, in the New Testament, refined it, made it more serious and strict. He said, if you get angry with, her, with your brother, you have committed murder. The same thing, you know, when Jesus was talking in Matthew chapter 5, 6 and 7, he was trying to get to the root eh, of murder. Because nobody ever kills without anger. And the kind of anger I don't know how angry Cain was towards Abel that made him, even when Abel was crying, or you you think Abel did not cry that day, begged him. The kind of anger that made Cain to kill his seal. So Jesus was saying, it's not just fornication. Uh, I have not committed fornication. No. Before fornication, there must be lust. So he said, when you look and lust, you have done it. So who will be able to live without anger, live without loss, obeying God's law? Who can obey God's law? He said, those who are in the flesh, following their human nature, they do not. Currently, they do not. And even if they want to, they cannot. Cannot means that they may want to, but they cannot. Paul in Romans 7 verse 18 said that the things that are good that I want to do, I see myself doing the opposite, the bad. And then the, the bad that I don't want to do are the things I see myself doing. That's what the flesh produces in a man. They cannot, no matter the decision, no matter the resolution, for a while, it looks as if they are succeeding. But before you know it, that's why some of you, when you are saying, eh, but I thought I have overcome masturbation. For three months, I didn't commit it. I don't know what happened in the fourth month. You know what happened? You did not actually overcome it because you cannot keep God's law. You are in the flesh. You are. So, by the time, you know, you are trying to put all kinds of measures in place, 
Of course, by the time you get to the fourth month, some of you, maybe third month or whatever, you will notice that you will not continue to pretend what is real in you, the flesh. It has to naturally come out. Have you read verse 8? What did you read in verse 8? Okay, read it now. Uh, those who obey their human nature cannot what? No, they cannot. They have no capacity to please God. It's not possible. This is very serious, brethren. Eh? We need to watch what we do. We need to watch the voice we follow. We need to watch whether what we are doing is from the Holy Spirit or from the flesh. And if you think that it is all about sin, I want to point you to Peter. In Matthew 16, Matthew 16, Peter got a revelation from God when Jesus was asking the disciples, who do men say that I am? And who do you say that I am? He got a direct revelation from God. Say, you are Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father in heaven. And I say to you, you are, um, you are the rock or you are, you are Peter, yes. And upon this rock, I will build my church. The gate of hell shall not prevail against it. The moment that ended, the next thing that happened was, Jesus began to tell them, <laughs> for this revelation of me being Christ to become a reality in the life of people, for the Christ to become the, the Messiah of human race, I must suffer and die. It is by my resurrection that I will become the real savior of man. As soon as he said that, the Bible said, Peter took him, took him by the side and said, Master, what are you talking about? You will die? Eh? Oh, this thing will not happen to you. How can you say you will suffer and die? Okay, even if you don't like yourself, what about us? That has left everything and has followed you. If you die, what shall be our, our fate? How are we going to survive again? Don't say this again. <laughs> what did Jesus say to Peter? Get behind me. What? Satan. He said, because you are mindful of the things of men. You can see that. You are mindful of the things of men. That is, various versions put it in, in spe spectacular ways. A version said, you are seeing these things from human point of view. Not from God's point of view. Another one said, you are thinking the thoughts of men. Not the thoughts of God. So, look at what Peter said. It's not... Peter has not told a lie, has he? Peter has not stolen anything. 
He has not done what we obviously call sin. How did he become Satan? How? By receiving a thought. Who is in that passage? I think we need to read it. Matthew 16. If good news is there, you can help us read it also. Matthew 16. Just read the verse we are talking about now. Verse... um, 22 and 23. Yes. Peter took him aside. And began to rebuke the master. <laughs> God will never allow this. Uh-huh. That must never happen to you. Mm-hmm. Jesus turned around and said to Peter, uh-huh. You are a hindrance to me. Because these thoughts of yours did not come from God, but from human nature. <laughs> I don't know whether you're following it now. How many places does thought that is expressed in words and action by a man comes from? How many places? Two major places. In fact, two places. Jesus said to Peter, Get away from me, Satan. You are an obstacle in my way. Eh? He said, For this thought, you couldn't have spoken without thinking. So, every word, every action, every reaction is an expression of thoughts. And thoughts are received from two sources. Human nature and God. And you know, the God in us is the Holy Spirit. Do you remember? This thought that made you to say this, Jesus said, I know where it came from. And that your human nature is Satan's nature. So Satan has liars with you to push me out of the purpose of God. To push me out of the will of God. That is why no human being on earth will ever fulfill divine purpose. The reason why you were born and born again, if you are following the flesh, if you are walking after the flesh, it can never happen. It has not happened before and it can't happen with you. No. That's why Jesus said in Luke 9, 23, he said, if you want to, if any man want to come after me, after me, when I finish passing, you will follow after me. Let him deny himself. Let him deny himself. You know why? If you look at his own life, you will notice that there were times he was rejected. When he was rejected, he didn't quarrel with the people that rejected him. 
in one occasion, John chapter 12, verse 40 down, the Jews rejected him as he was preaching. You know what he said in verse 47, 48? He said, if anyone rejects me, in fact, King James says, and he cried. He cried out. If anyone rejects me, he did not reject me. He rejected my, my, um, him that sent me. He said, the words that I speak to you is going to come back to judge you on the day, on last day. So I'm not bothered if you reject my words. He was rejected. He wanted to pass through Samaria to Jerusalem. They say you cannot pass. James and John said, what are we waiting for? Let us call fire to finish them. He said, no. The son of man did not come to destroy. So if you will walk, follow my, my footstep. If you will be my disciple, if you will have my life and be able to fulfill divine purpose for your own life, you must deny yourself. I want to repeat, Christianity is not two. You can't be in the flesh and be in the spirit at the same time. I was in the spirit in the last day and I heard a voice behind me. That's John talking. So there is a realm called the realm of the spirit. And that's where the voice of God, the voice of the spirit is heard. Many of us, you can't follow the spirit because you are not hearing his voice. The voice of the flesh is so loud because you are in the flesh. And so you keep on following the thoughts that human nature kept on offering you, kept on giving you. And Jesus said, no, 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 no. This is your thought. It didn't come from God. It came from human nature. That's one aspect. That's one thing, you know, or one area where you see Peter followed the flesh. There are other areas. But before I shift to concentrate on other areas, I'm feeling the Spirit asking us to pray at this point. You know, I told us that this meeting may not be organized. It's going to be a flow. Wherever the Spirit stops us to pray, we will pray. So I am feeling an impression within me that we should pray at this point. But before that prayer, every one of us, can you open your Bible to Galatians chapter 5? I would like us to read the works of the flesh again. After reading it again, we now pray using that scripture and maybe other scriptures. And then we continue um, on this very important matter. Galatians chapter 5, verse 19. I would like to read first of all King James, but I would like other versions in the house to also read for us. Galatians 5, 19. Are you there? Now. What is the meaning of now? Even as we are here now, the flesh is at work. The works of the flesh eh, are what? Are manifest. It's possible that as this message is going on now, even in this hall, somebody's flesh is telling him, don't mind, don't mind him. What is he even talking about? Eh? 
He said, flesh, 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 flesh. One will not live his life. In fact, I will soon leave this place. I don't know whether you're getting me. The Bible is very careful. saying now. If you remember yesterday, we met the word now. If you remember when we read 1 Corinthians 6 verse 13. He said, meat for the belly. Belly for meat. He said, God will destroy both of them. He said, now, the body is not for... So this word now is telling you that ever present, okay, even if the flesh is not working here, if you go to a Kemene now, now, you may see two people that are quarreling and fighting. Two of us. Somewhere, someplace now, the works of the flesh are what? Manifest. They are clear. I think good news says they are quite plain. Am I correct? They are quite what? You don't need any kind of, you know, eyeglass to, 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 to see. You know, sometimes when elderly people want to see clearly, what do they normally do? They will just call somebody, please get me my eyeglass. He will be patient. He will not struggle to read. When the eyeglass comes, he will put it on and he will now start reading. You don't need it. He said the works of the flesh are clear. You don't need to start doubting whether a husband and a wife, maybe a pastor husband and a pastor wife that is quarreling. You don't need to start checking. Um, is this the flesh that is causing them to quarrel? But I don't think that is the flesh because these apostles, you know, quarreling. Maybe it must be a holy quarrel. No. The works of the flesh are manifest. They are clear. They are plain. Quite plain. And then he began to list them. He said, which are these? Number one is what? Adultery. What is adultery? Adultery is when people that are married go out of their marriage to commit, you know, to have sex with other people outside their marriage. Adultery. And of course, before you say, but I'm not an adulterer, remember that when you look and lost, you have what? When you look, whether you look online or you look offline and lost, when Jesus was saying, if you look, we are there online that time, if the Bible is to be written now, what the Bible would have said is, when you look at a woman online first, because you know that many of you are more online than offline. When you look online or offline and lost, you have committed adultery. Adultery. As if that is the first, the chief work of the flesh. And then, after adultery, what is the next one? Fornication. For people that are not married. Committing fornication here and there. Some of them are now shameless. Shameless. Full of, you see, I've never seen anything that is more demonic than fornication and adultery. I've never seen. We have been in deliverance ministry for years, casting demons out of people. I've not seen anything as demonic as the sin of sexual immorality. And when it comes to lesbianism and homosexual, you will meet 
the most stubborn demons. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness. That word uncleanness covers everything that is sexually immoral. Pornography, masturbation, kissing a woman that is not your wife or a man that is not your husband, uh, romancing. So we say we did not do the main thing. We only romance or touch ourselves. We say we only touch ourselves. What do you mean by main thing? Eh? I'm still a virgin. That is an impure romance virgin. You are not a virgin. No, you are not. You have been defiled. If God is to use your vessel, no, you cannot use it again. Eh? I'm not saying that if you commit that God cannot use you again. No, that's not what I said. What I mean is that, now look at this. If Mary, the one that gave birth to Jesus, do you remember that woman? Do you remember that woman? If she, she was romanced in her SS2 by her classmate after school one afternoon, do you think that she would have still been the vessel that the angels will come to? You're not answering me so strong. If Joseph has fallen for Potiphar's wife, do you think that God would have still come to Pharaoh and give Pharaoh double barrier dream and made it that it must be Joseph that will interpret it? Do you think that God would have made Joseph the prime minister of Egypt? That's why I said there are some uses that are special. God's special vessels, they are careful with their bodies. They are careful with what? Their bodies. May God have mercy on someone in the name of Jesus Christ. Uncleanness, masturbation, uncleanness. All kinds of things you see these days. See people making phone call and committing all kinds of immorality through phone. Uncleanness, unclean thoughts. You have not done it, but you have imagined it and thought it. All sort of thoughts has gone on in your heart. Impure thoughts. That is one thing that Amen. That is one thing that if you don't take care of that, it will now lead to the ones that are obvious that people are seeing. And then lasciviousness, idolatry. Idolatry is not only worshipping stick like the villagers. Whatever a man gives more time and attention than God becomes his what? His idol. Remember that it is the flesh that is walking distance. Whatever a man gives more time and attention. Jesus said you cannot serve God and mammon. Why? You will love one and hate the other. Your heart, your mind will go to one. You will despise God. Despise the things of God. Despise the call of God. Despise because you want to follow. 
the flesh. You want to follow money. And then, witchcraft. Witchcraft is not only people that turn to animals in the night. No. Witchcraft is trying to control people using something at your advantage. Manipulating people to your advantage. Why wouldn't a wife cook a good food for her husband? Why? Why will it be when she she want to get something from the man, she will now say, yes, there is a kind of food that he's like, he likes. I will cook it today. And while he is eating it, I will go by his side. And then I will tell him to do that thing that I want. What is that, please? Manipulation. Trying to control someone by something that is at your advantage. That's what the flesh is. The flesh will tell you, uh, wait for him at that junction. You know he's going to cross this junction. And when he comes to this junction, you will now. And then you will think that you are wise. No, it's not wisdom. It's the flesh that is educating you. Witchcraft. Hatred. Some people hate for reasons. Some people don't hate without any reason. I don't just like him. In fact, I don't just like his face. Does it happen? Somebody looking at somebody and immediately he will hate him. The person has not spoken. He has not done anything. Does it happen? Has it happened to you before? You don't want to talk. Because you want to pretend that you didn't inherit the flesh from your forefathers. Ask yourself, why wouldn't I like this person? How come? Hatred. Variance. Some of this English are big. That's why we need to read a smaller, a more simpler English version. Emulations, rot, strife, seductions, heresies, envying, murders, drunkenness, revealing, and such like. Of the which I tell you, as I told you before, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Yes, can we hear good news? Good news, can you list it for us just from verse 19? Let's pick one or two things. Living Bible, get ready. Uh-huh. What human nature does is quite plain. It shows itself. Human nature, a like show. What did I say now? Human nature likes show. It shows itself in immoral, uh-huh. filthy, and indecent actions. Worship of idols, witchcraft, people become enemies and they fight. Wait, are you waiting? People become enemies 
and they what? They fight. When you see people become enemies, there may be a reason for that. It's unlike hatred. Eh? Maybe there is something that your mother or your father or your brother or your sister did against you. Very painful. And you, from that day, two of you become enemy. People become enemy. This is what the flesh is doing. Go ahead. People become enemies and they fight. Uh-huh. They become jealous. No, don't use fight again. I like even the way I'm amplifying it. Before the mic is pointed. They become jealous. People become what? Jealous. And it's the only hymn that will be singing every time on my chapter. Eh? He's even singing nonsense. Now, why are you jealous? So we say, eh, what is he even preaching? What is he preaching? I can preach more than that. Why people become jealous? And they, when they become jealous, what happened? They, they fight again. I think it's when they become enemy, they fight. People become jealous and they do what? Talk. Now, are you not know the, the reader? <laughs> okay, finish it. Angry. Ambitious. They separate into parties and groups, denominations. Eh? They separate into groups. Eh? And they say, our group is the best. Eh? If you come to our group, you will see God. Sometimes even the, the nomenclature is showing something. I don't want to go into details. Go ahead. They are envious. And get drunk. They get drunk. They have urges. Like they do other things like this. Remember, the flesh shows itself. Shows itself. Where is the Living Bible? Maybe let's just leave, read the Living Bible and we conclude. Yes. Yes. Where you follow your wrong inclination? Your life will produce this evil result. Impure thoughts. Eagerness for lustful pleasure. Idolatry. Spiritism. Of demons. Hatred. Fighting. Jealousy. Anger. Constant effort to get the best for your what? You don't care about others as long as you are satisfied. Wait. He said fighting. Fighting is not only with hands that you fight. You also fight with what? Mouth. 
He say, angry, anger. No matter how you want to justify and explain anger, the works of the flesh are manifest. Anger. If you like, say, eh, but does it mean that somebody should not be angry? Eh, what are you talking about? This evil result, anger is there. Go ahead. Complaint. And criticism. Complaint. Even in this retreat. Eh? Are you noticing that flesh is at work in some people as they are complaining? Look at the kind of place they brought somebody to sleep. Who is working that thing in that person that is saying that? Eh? Look at. They didn't plan this thing very well. Oh. The person that is saying this did not know how many times these brethren that we are planning met day and night. Praying and planning. You just come here and say, a feature could do a feature. Eh? The seat is not even clean. What kind of poor organization or program is this? Criticism. Who is talking that like that? The flesh. That's why you cannot be a vessel of revival. Uh-huh. Are you listening to him? The feeling that everybody else is wrong, except those in your little group. Wait now. What is the name of your group, please? You may say that your church is big, but what did the Bible call your church? Your little group. And the feeling that your church is the best. Eh? You see people... The way they feel, some they don't, they don't say it, but they express it. Eh? Our church is the best. If you come to our church, you will know that this is a real church. They are feeling it, some will say it. They feeling that every other person is wrong. Apart from those in your little group, who is producing that feeling inside of a man? The same enemy. Enemy of God. And as long as you have that feeling, whether as a member or as a leader, you are under the you know, influence and the control of the flesh. Uh-huh. And that will lead to wrong doctrine. They will start trying to get some teachings and doctrines in order to prove that they are special. They will start idolizing some certain things. In order to prove that they are the best. Uh-huh. Envy. Murder. Eh? Drunkenness. Even with Zobo. Or Minara. You know, drunkenness is a principle. I hope you know. It's a principle. When you get home and your mother cooked the soup you, are, you like. Eh? And you, that's why the Bible says, and such like. What is the like, likeness of drunkenness? Gluttony. Eh? You will see yourself, you will eat the first wrap of apple, the second wrap, and then you say, let me wait for about 30 minutes so that this one will go down. That's a principle of drunkenness, lack of self control. Wide parties. Look at that. Wide parties. Wide parties. 
I don't think you understand that. Igbo Bible called it Itegu. Somebody say it in Igbo. Itegu. Wide parties. What's the meaning of that? Eh? You see people. <laughs> There's nothing wrong in dancing though. I'm not against dancing. I'm not against dancing. When you want to dance, dance to the glory of God. Are you getting me? First Corinthians 10, 31 said, Whatsoever you are doing, whether you are eating or you are drinking, do all to the glory of God. So, when you want to dance, dance to the glory of God. But I must be honest with you. There are several kinds of dancing. Dancing styles, dancing steps, even in the church, in the, um, among God's people, that are work of the flesh. Do you agree with me? By the time the, 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 the band is beaten or the tennis, you know, you see wide. You know what they call wide animal? Eh? You see people, they get wild. Their, their seat will no longer contain them. Where they are sitting. And the flesh will come to show itself. Do you remember the flesh? It shows itself. You see the person, you know, have you seen the one that they are doing like this? <laughs> now, you know, some of us, we like dancing. That's not, you know, sometimes when I teach people, I, don't, I try as much as possible not to use, you know, what I like or don't like to influence what you like or what you don't like. No. There are people that... They are inclined to, they like it. The only thing is that even Jesus, our master, if you have studied the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, uh, Luke, and John, there was no record anywhere that he danced. There's no verse. So I'm not saying that he did not dance. Maybe he danced. But the Bible did not recognize dancing so important to pen it down after his name. Are you getting what I'm talking about? You are not getting me. Some of you don't like what I'm saying. That's why you're not answering. Eh? There was no place it was written. There was a place it was written that he prayed. Several places, am I correct? That he preached. That he sang him. That he... He did a lot of things on, that were on record. But there was no place... Possibly he danced, but the Bible did not see it as something that important to record it. So sometimes when people want to refer to uh, dancing, who did not normally use as example? <laughs> Amen. I've not said you should not dance. I've not. I dance. Eh? But you have to be moved by the spirit and not just to come and show your dancing style these are the things that we must take note of and most times god will help us you see this retreat god will help us in it i told us that it's not like any other retreat we are here and before we finish god must have delivered somebody rise on your feet and pray say to god 
I must be free from flesh and its work. I must not allow any atom of filthiness of the flesh to remain in me. God is digital. It's not analog. Vessels for revival must be controlled not by their human nature but by the spirit. Please, can you pray? In any way you have before now followed what the human nature tells you to. Eh? The calculation. Sometimes we say we are hearing from God but it's not God. You are calculating. Your human nature is, is telling you put it this way, look at it the other way, uh, do it like that. Please pray and say to God, Deliver me from the flesh. I am ready to be delivered. I don't want to follow the flesh again. Jesus made it clear. If any one of you want to come after me, let him deny himself. Self is the worker of all sorts of sins. Is the worker. Please pray. Let if you know that flesh has cost you. It has cost you some things. Some of us we have lost many things in the past because we didn't follow the Holy Ghost. We followed the flesh. Even those of us who are leaders, you still see sin coming in, coming out in your life. Sometimes you think it's Satan that is manipulating your business. But it's because you are in the flesh. You don't follow the Holy Ghost. And so it gives the enemy access. Pray and ask God to help you. Christianity is not true. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. There is no other. Are you ready to be a revival vessel? You must be led by the Spirit. You must be led by the Spirit in all that you do. Every sin people commit is coming from the flesh. Husband, pastor, quarreling with his wife, pastor, both of them are controlled by the human nature. That is why their ministry will not grow. A Christian businessman telling lies with your business product. That is why you cannot make progress. Ask God to help you. To set you free from the activities of the flesh. He said those who do such things, eh, they can never inherit the kingdom of God. You will not go to heaven. No. You will not go to heaven. And if you don't go to heaven, where will you go? You will go to hell. 
immorality, homosexuality, lesbianism, masturbation. These are the works of the flesh. Envy, jealousy, anger, deceit, lust. You can continue like this. Vessels for revival must be led by the Spirit. That's the only way. They can become vessels. Real vessels in the hand of God. Let me follow your leading, O God. Let me walk in the Spirit. Those who do what their human nature tells them to. Their minds are controlled by human nature. He will tell you to go and smoke. You will go out and you smoke. He will tell you, lick tom-tom so that nobody will know that you smoked. You will lick tom-tom. He will tell you, go and drink that alcohol. Nobody is watching you now. You go and drink. I want to be free from the flesh and his works. If any man purges himself from this, he shall be. He shall be. I want to be a vessel unto honor, purged from the works of the flesh. Lepo shandalaba sandak, reka leba shandelebosha, zende kandalaba shandelebo sonto kanda. The flesh is not your friend though. It wants to destroy you and send you to hell. Check that thought you are thinking. Is it from God or from your human nature? From your nature as a natural person. Eh? This person is doing this. Therefore, I must do this too. Lepo shandarabasanda, mayanto kanda, zende kanda labashandele bosondo, zika lanto labashandarabasundi, reka lebashandarabasanto kandele boshanda, mayanda labasanto kanda labashanda, reka lebasanto kanda, malentele boshanda, zende kanda labashandele bosundi. When we are singing, I am your own, I am your own, this is how to be his own. To be his own, 
you must listen to him and not your human nature. Lentele pushanda, malanda raba sentele pushanda, sente kanda laba shanda raba kunda, malantu kanda laba shantele pusa, reka leba shanda raba sanda. Set me free from the corruption of self. I don't want to go to hell. The word of God is very absolute. Those who do such thing, you may be born again for 20 years, they can never inherit the kingdom. Do you do such things? Do you quarrel with your husband or wife? Do you get angry and fight? Those who do such things. Thank you, Lord. Cry for yourself. I have cried and prayed for myself before coming here. I say to God, since there is no other way, then you must help me. I was very serious when I was praying. I said, God, you, you, you must help me. No wonder Paul said, I don't want after I have finished preaching to others to be a castaway because of the same flesh. You must help me, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lepo Shandara Bazente Kanda. Labasente kanta labashanda, malanto kanta labashante lebus, reka lebasanta labashante lebusha, reka lebasanto kanta labashanda, mayanto kanta labasante lebush, zente kanta labasunto kanta labashanda. The flesh has killed Christians. So many people are walking in the flesh. So many. So many. They choose where to live by the flesh. They choose life partner by the flesh. They choose business or career by the flesh. They consider this, consider that, calculate this, calculate that. They will never follow God. Set me free from the flesh. 
I don't want to be your enemy again. I don't want to be your enemy again. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Father, we pray that you will help every one of us. If I happen to make out a call, I know that almost everybody will come out. So help us wherever we are. This matter is very grave. It's very serious. It's very serious. We need to be your vessels indeed. That are giving life. Distributing life. He said, those to, to, to follow or to be controlled by human nature results in death. To be controlled by human nature results in death. Disconnection from God. That's why sometimes you want to pray. You are not connecting. Everywhere is dry. That is death. When God said to Adam, you will surely die. He didn't physically die. They were disconnected from God. Father, please help your people. You know how much I prayed and cried for myself before I come here. I pray for all of us that you will help all of us. That this monster, the enemy called self, will not take us to hell. Will not stop us from fulfilling your purpose for our lives. Will not stop us from being your vessel. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. We trust you are blessed by God's word. This message and many more can be downloaded from our website, www.calvaryonline.org. For testimonies, counseling, and prayers, you can send an email to calvaryrevivalabels at gmail.com or call 080-6560-7999. You could also follow us on all our social media platforms at Calvary Revival Labels.